I keep trying to figure out how to start these things. Do you have like an intro, like a like a? Well, I got an intro song, but I always do that in post. Oh, okay. We'll get it in post. Right. Well, let me fix the filter here. And also, like, like my first one with Leslie, she just goes, "Wouldn't it be funny if it started mid conversation?" And she did that right after I started hitting record. <laughs> And so, like, you started. I, I was just like, "All right, that's how that'll start." And then, and Nick um, was like, "We should do a beatbox off." Mm. I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> and then with Henry, <laughs> I hit the record button, and then it was just like, <laughs> exactly. It was, right, uh... it was just awkward, and then it started. But are we, are we, started? <clears throat> we, we started. All right. Uh, it has officially begun. Episode five. Sidekickback Radio on January fifth. On January fifth, Happy 20, New Year, everybody! Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. It's the one five on the one five. That's right. Oh well, it's one five one five. It is. Huh. <laughs> I swear I don't plan these things, people. <laughs> uh, you are hearing the voice of my friend, colleague, countryman, lover. Well, just that one time we won't talk about. <gasps> I'm just kidding. Ooh, this just got interesting <laughs> real quick. Um, this is the voice of Trevor Shore. Trevor, welcome to Sidekick Back Radio. Thank you very much, Andrew Firmware. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you for choosing me as a guest. <laughs> I'm so honored. Well, it chose you, let's be honest. I guess so. I <laughs> <laughs> um, haven't done anything that impressive to deserve being interviewed, but all right. <laughs> that, is, that remains to be uh, judged upon, don't you think? I guess so. I think. I don't know. Maybe somebody will discover Boombox Kids in the future. That's true. Sometimes <laughs> I go into Apple stores and <laughs> I remember I have the <laughs> the uh, like Vimeo password on my phone. So sometimes I'll log in <laughs> on there and just start playing it on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> you leave it on loop just to yeah, help. That's just funny. On, like the well, biggest screen there. <laughs> so uh, for our listeners who maybe are not familiar with Boombox Kids, what was that project? Can you talk uh, about it? Boombox Kids was. Um, a senior thesis project that I did at um, where I, uh, Chapman University. Um, it was like the first like big student film that I did, and it was about a boy band in the '90s trying to break into stardom. Basically, they were called the Boombox Kids. I played Jake. I played the most level-headed of the group, who was <laughs> like struggling to be the front man with this other guy, and. Um, it was really a lot of fun and we got to do some original music for it. And, uh, I danced like boy band dancing and yeah. it was awesome. <laughs> I must, the production value was really high on that it one. It was, it was crazy compared to, compared to other student films. That was like yeah. pretty legit. No, it was nuts. They say. The best part was the catering. <laughs> uh, the, the producer's mom like is a caterer. So nice. she would like every morning bring in like banana nut french toast like just trays of like honey maple bacon just like some of the most delicious food i've ever had on a set <laughs> and like not really judging every uh other production off of that is very <laughs> difficult <laughs> you started off with that's to the bar was set very big bang oh yeah big time oh yeah big bang big bang um, yeah, so you mentioned you went to chapman however mm-hmm. you and i met at santa barbara yes we did and do you remember where we met uh, yes. Uh, we met, I think it was Claire Ann's acting class. Very yes. good. You had me there. So it took a long pause. Um, uh, yes, we met in Theater 5, as it's called, and, uh, it's the, the intro to acting class for non-acting majors, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and it was, 
quite an experience doing that together. And then uh, you had the nipples of Venus monologue. Uh, that's right. The only thing that I remember from that <laughs> the class. The only thing anybody probably remembers from that class was your monologue that's from right. Amadeus. Amadeus. That's, that's right. right. Salieri. Do you remember um, it at all? Can you oh my God. do it? No, I don't remember that. Um, it was, oh, it was, what was can it? I what offer was... you, can I offer you something or a treat or something? Um, Capezzioli di Venere, nipples of Venus. <laughs> it's every time I could not get through it. I know there was a there was a good fifteen minutes of class lost on us just giggling just every time you said it, nipples. and like every time you would drop it back into character, like you you fought the last, you got over it, but we just couldn't handle it. Just who calls something the nipples of Venus? I, in the eighteen hundreds, it was acceptable or yeah. whatever that was. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after we did Theater 5, we became quite friendly. We did. We did. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you were one of the few people that was like, I stuck around with in that class. You and Talia. You remember Talia? Yes, I remember Talia. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, and then we auditioned for the BFA together. Mm-hmm. BFA program in Santa Barbara. And we got in. That's right. And we spent a year together. Sure did. And then you hit me with the hammer. I did. Um, I remember where I was when you broke the news to me. Really? I yeah, I remember. I was uh, I got back from Israel. I think it was my birthright trip. Oh, okay. I got back from birthright and I was I was like dead asleep. And you called me. It was like eleven p.m. And I picked it up and I was like, oh. <laughs> and you were like, hey, just want to let you know I'm not coming back. It was such a dark time. <laughs> it, was so, it was such sad news that you you, uh, you moved on from SB. Yeah. Um, now, what was behind that decision? I mean, well, I mean, Santa Barbara was basically like when I went there, it was basically the only option at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Based had, on you know, like where you got in, and yeah, yeah. I mean, like same for me. By the okay, way. So, yeah, like, I understand that. <laughs> I mean, it was one of those schools, it was like an early acceptance or automatic acceptance thing because of, you know, grades and stuff in mm-hmm. high school. And it was like that and like UC Merced and just some other random places. But I was like, UCSB sounds the best out of the bunch. And and I applied to a bunch of other places. Um, I knew I wanted to go for theater. Um, that was for sure. But um, I had sort of been discouraged by some people and they kind of said like, just apply everywhere undeclared. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> apply everywhere undeclared. You're talking in high school? When I was in high school. When you were in high school, they were saying apply everywhere undeclared? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Because if you go in for theater, then you have to audition. And if you don't audition, or if you don't pass the audition, you don't get into the school. And me, I, I didn't even like, huh, maybe I should check into that. That's I weird, because I, I applied to Northwestern Theater... They didn't have an audition, and I still didn't get in. Oh, okay. <laughs> but then again, I mean, Northwestern is such a great school. It's, it's tough to get in, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. It doesn't take blowing the audition not to get in <laughs> yeah, no. to a school. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, so UCSB was, you know, the only option... And my cousin went there at the time, and I knew it was really great just, you know, on its own merits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's a good time. Yeah, it was a great time. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I ended up going and ended up hearing about the BFA program and realized, huh, maybe uh, I'll give that a shot. So, wait, you didn't know about the BFA I did not. before you went? 
No. Me neither. I don't think anybody did. Yeah, because nobody does because no, they don't talk it's, about it. It's such a... It's such a uh, it's a well-kept secret, but for its own, like, not good. Yeah. It's, uh... I, I mean, yeah, I had no idea it existed, mm-hmm. and then found out about it freshman year, and emailed Irwin, just like, Hi, my name's Trevor, and I'd love to get into this BFA program. What do I do? <laughs> He's like, Hi, Trevor. Uh, well, why don't you start by acting in some, you know, acting in some, uh, things, uh, at, at the school, and, uh, well, we'll see you, and then you'll come in and audition. So... It's a pretty spot-on, Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I said years of practice on that, but, um, uh, yeah, I ended up just doing. So, so, okay. So yeah, we, you did it. You got in. Yeah. And you spent the sophomore year and first quarter of junior year. Yeah. And so, and then what happened that kind of led you towards the decision to leave? It was the summer between. (laughs) Ah. Uh, The summer between the end of sophomore year and the beginning of junior year um one of my best friends kellen um was he who went to chapman in the directing program um he actually used my dad for uh one of his in his ip his intermediate production film gotcha. um where <laughs> it was about a prostitute named ecstasy who's one of my good friends maddie johnson um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my dad was playing the john that uh <laughs> basically tries to pick her up and i'd been talking to maddie and then just seeing the kind of work that kellen was doing there and maddie was like oh my gosh yeah they have like a bfa screen acting program and a bfa theater program and like i found a way to like do both at the same time so i can take these classes blah, blah, blah. i'm like Oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> so I didn't even know this existed. Um, and then basically that summer I, you know, talked it over with my family and, and, and they were just like, yeah, I think you should go for it. So it was like set in my mind. And as soon as I came back, you know, that first quarter, um, I talked to Irwin just about, you know, what, what do you guys do? Mm-hmm. Like to prepare people once, once they graduate. Like what, what can you give me here? I'm going to school here. I'm doing this program. What can you give me? And the best answer he gave me was, well, you can go to grad school. I'm like, okay, that's great. But I don't, you know, as much as more school, as great as that sounds, <laughs> um, I'd really like to you know, start pursuing this and mm-hmm. start working. You know, yeah. that's, I'm getting a degree right now in this and. He just, the best answer he could give me was grad school and that anything else I would need to learn business wise, like, um, how to get into SAG and what SAG was and like all these union things, how to get agents and managers and stuff. Uh, all of his best answer was, oh, you learn that after you graduate. And I was like, that, hmm. that doesn't, that doesn't help me as great as learning the craft is and learning how to be a great actor. It's like, what good is that going to do if I don't know how to use any of it, like, in the yeah. real world? <laughs> and also, I mean, you and I are kind of in the same boat of, like, we started acting. I mean, because I don't know if Chat what Chapman did for you, but we're kind of learning. It's trial by fire. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a lot of programs, Yeah, you know, end up kind of leaving you to your own devices when it comes to figuring out the professional world. Yeah, well, they do, because, I mean, there's no person that can teach you how you're going to be a successful actor. <laughs> yeah. They're not just going to say, this is how you yeah. do it. <laughs> um, but at Chapman, I felt like they had professors there who 
and they do have professors there who are, I don't know how to say this without sounding mean, but relevant, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> and, and sort of like in the bubble uh-huh. of, you know, the LA scene and the theater scene and all that stuff. Um, like one of my favorite professors, Jonathan Pope Evans, if he ever hears this, he'll know I'm doing his voice right now. Uh, <laughs> he, um, he was probably one of the most influential professors I had. Um, cause he was the only one who was willing to like really push everybody. And not only that, he was like fresh out of the industry and decided teaching is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And he has tons of contacts and tons of knowledge of to, as to what's going on. Yeah, so Jonathan Pope Evans, he was teaching the business of acting class. And um, it really, he really prepared us in terms of getting like materials together, getting headshots, getting a resume together, getting a website, business cards, getting postcards, all of that stuff, building your reel, um, just getting all of the material, the, the materials you need to start going out there. Um, and then when the showcase came, we had like 30 to 40 people show up to this thing, like mm-hmm. each showing of casting directors, agents, managers. And these were people that either some of us students reached out to, to find, or the majority were people that he knew. Um, but just, I mean, it, it was something that I was not going to get at UCSB. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Well, the whole idea of a showcase I find interesting just because... I don't think anybody comes out of school ready to go, ready to have an agent and have have a whole package that's sellable, you know? Mm-hmm. I think the the time between graduation and having a real, you know, legitimate agent that can sell you and pitch you, mm-hmm. that time is where you do student films and stuff and kind of figure out and, like, maybe extra work and just, like, sit on a set and see how it works and, mm-hmm. and also refine your uh, kind of business as an actor. Yeah. Um, which I don't... I think... I guess... I mean, if they haven't figured out how to do it yet, you know, colleges I'm, I'm referring to, it's almost like it's critical. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time... You know, you're going up against people our age are either graduating from school or they've been doing it since they were kids. Yeah. And obviously the ones that have been doing it since they were kids are going to be at such a higher level. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at um, the people who are having their breaks now, you know, uh, like Mia Wasikowska, um, what's his name? Uh, what movie? <laughs> Breaking Bad. He was in Breaking Bad. Jesse Plemons. Um, I don't know which one that is. He was in The Master. He played Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, which I thought was really great casting. I didn't see that movie. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> um, you'd recognize him if you saw him. Okay. Um, he's very recognizable. Mm. And uh, he was in Friday Night Lights. Played Landry Clark. Didn't see that show. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, really, I really like him as an actor. And um, if you look at his IMDb, you'll find that he's been doing this for years, you know? Yeah. And so to kind of be like this fringe actor at our age... Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a couple years ago, and now he's really starting to get noticed and stuff and doing these great projects. So, it it seems like for us that choose the path of college or school, drama school, whatever, it's like we need this critical phase Mm -hmm. of the year or so after. So, showcases, I find, are interesting. Yeah. Possibly. I guess not a waste, because it's like... No, it's not a waste. These people see you, and Mm -hmm. so it's like good to make that first point of contact. Yeah. 
for them to maybe later on sign you? I don't know. Do you have friends who like got picked up right away from those showcases? And... Um, I don't think anything was like long lasting. I know. I mean, the only thing I got some meetings, um, with like managers and stuff. Mm -hmm. One of them was a management company that took me on for like a trial period I didn't sign anything with them, but like they had me sign up on all the casting sites. Um, they didn't send me, I mean, they sent me out for one thing in like three months of being with them. Mm -hmm. And that was only after me emailing them saying, Hey, are you going to send me out for something? <laughs> and then later that afternoon, Oh, all of a sudden I have an audition for something. Um, and then eventually they just sent me an email saying, we're sorry, we can't work with you. We're not having luck finding you work. Bye. <laughs> and yet I still get emails from there every once in a while. Hey, come to the... Uh, I won't say the name of the place. But <laughs> I, does it matter? It's up to you. Okay, I don't care. Royalty Rope Management Company. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, every once in a while, I still get a message from them saying, Oh, we're having our annual mixer whenever. <laughs> come mm. and join us. Uh, or we're having bottle service or something, a table at this club or whatever. It's like, hmm. I don't know why I'm still on your email list. I have no interest in going to see you people. <laughs> but, <laughs> you never know. Maybe they think you're, you know, because everybody's kind of playing the same game. Mm -hmm. And uh, have you ever seen The Wire? No. Um, I just watched all of it. Okay. It's pretty great. I highly recommend it. Netflix? And it's like... Uh, no, it's HBO Go. Oh, okay. Um, but it's, it's, you know, hailed as one of the best TV shows that ever was written mm -hmm. and got zero awards, <laughs> zero consideration whatsoever. Uh -huh. But the current generation of writers, when you hear them in interviews, kind of everybody keeps referring to it as one of the best shows that ever was. So it's like this, I don't want to call it underrated, but it's like, just the best show that never was, you yeah, know, yeah. almost, or like never won anything. Just and it was pretty great to watch. But anyway, it's all about, um, it's all in the streets of Baltimore and, and the crime in Baltimore mm -hmm. and the whole, the, this, this constant theme of the game. Mm -hmm. It's all in the game, baby. Everybody's just <laughs> playing the game, man. Uh -huh. It's all in the game. Yeah. And so I feel like we're all just in the game of, yeah, you know, and uh, <laughs> so them keeping on your email list, they're probably like, this guy might be something one day, so let's keep his email list, and you know, you never know when you come back around. It's possible. You never know. Everybody's just playing the game, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You come at the king, you best not miss. That's right. You come on the king, you didn't miss. That's a sexual joke. <laughs> <laughs> hey <-o. laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what, uh, were you like in high school? I like, I like talking uh, to people about what they were like in high school. Yes, my glory days. <laughs> when I first found the theater. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Freshman year of high school. Um, I thought I was going to be a basketball player. Really? Because I had marginal success <laughs> in basketball in the What positions? Um, just, you know, general... <laughs> basketball <laughs> um we we didn't really we didn't really specify that much well i know you didn't listen to my first episode yet but i make a interesting case as to why basketball is the least interesting sport oh really mm -hmm. ah well i happen to enjoy watching basketball <laughs> that's that's fine I'll, I'll let you go back to the first episode and hear my All thoughts right. on it. <laughs> but um yeah so basically i tried out <clears throat> Did not get on and was like, what am I going to do? 
Um, and at that point, were you thinking like NBA bound? No, like, but oh. I just thought like I like playing basketball. Maybe I'll play high, you know, on the team. Uh, what grade are we talking? What, what ninth year? grade. Ninth grade. Okay. Yeah. Fre- so fresh, little freshman, freshman Trevor. Freshman you. High school's <laughs> right over there. Across the street. <laughs> um, I I wanted to do something, and theater didn't really pop out to me. Like seventh grade, I did a drama class, and like people always said, "Oh my gosh, you're really good at this." I'm like. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> um, and, like I had no idea what I was doing, and um, I decided I'll run track instead. That'll be a great idea. So I started doing track, and then the next semester I switched over to cross country, and um, I had really long hair at the time, like <laughs> down to my shoulders almost. Whoa! Yeah, it was. It was the. the I can't imagine you with that. It was like a deflated afro. <laughs> Um, <laughs> basically, it was real bad, really curly. Did you at one point have an inflated afro? I did someone, not. It did not. Popped. No, it never went up. That's the problem. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I just, I just several track meets. I was just so bad. I mean, I had like these big clunky running shoes, these knee straps that were supposed to give extra support to my patellas or whatever, <laughs> and. Um, like these tiny little short shorts, tank top, long hair flowing. I came in last place every single time. I ran the 800 meter and the mile. And I ran like a six minute mile. Wow. Which is incredible. That is incredible. And, and I was in last place every time. <laughs> like I was wow. lapped, lapped by people constantly. And it was like, this is so stupid. Why am I doing this? <laughs> and then one of my friends um, mentioned to me, she's like, there's this class called musical show production. We write musical. We basically put on plays twice a year. We write, make the music, everything, everything original. And I was like, huh, that sounds interesting. So I decided to sign up for it in the next year. Is um, this still freshman year? Or? No. Uh, well, I heard about it freshman year. Okay. And then when sophomore year came around, I signed up for it gotcha. right away. I was like, forget the running. <laughs> Can't handle it. <laughs> That's another interesting sport to me. Because <laughs> it's like, I, I just, how can you run without like a purpose, like, like a ball yeah. to chase or a thing to carry, you even just... a Quidditch ball. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you just run. You just, you just go. And it was for no apparent reason. <laughs> um, and yeah. so you took this uh, musical production class. Yeah. Uh, musical show production. And what was the first thing you wrote? First, um, well, we had to present plays. We had to present things that you wrote. Concepts. No. Oh, well, first, everybody, okay. every stories. Like, yeah, you okay. you would uh, partner up with people. You'd present, and then people would vote on what show gets put on. Uh-huh. Um, I was partnered. I was like the only one left in the class who did not have like a best friend in there yet. So I got partnered with like the the wiener kid. <laughs> Wait, like, why do you call him like, Wiener Kid? I call him the Wiener Kid because he was okay. He was he was nice, but he was like the one kid that nobody else wanted to partner with. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, that that makes him a Wiener. He, trust me, he's a Wiener. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be a, I would be an asshole. But well, yeah, Wiener Kid, right. I hope you're listening right now. I hope not. He might kill me. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Um, he's like, you wake up this morning, the tomorrow morning, with like Oscar Mayer wieners on your front porch. <laughs> 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 Uh, he was just very 
This episode brought to you by Oscar Mayer, by the way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, I wish I was an Oscar Mayer. Um, <laughs> um, uh, shit, what was I saying? So you got paired up with the wiener yes, kid. Yes, I got paired up with him and literally was just trying to think of anything and came up with this idea of like making making a musical based on like 24, the show 24, <laughs> except it was called like 2.5. Because, like, the show would maybe run two and a half hours. <laughs> and, gotcha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, all the events would happen in 2.5. Uh, so <laughs> The following takes place between now and later. And later. <laughs> so, needless to say, it did not get chosen. Um, but the show that did get chosen was called Time Warp. And it was about astronauts who actually go through a time warp and get taken to different parts uh you know different moments in time and things like that and i'd never been in a show before and time came to you know show was chosen directors were chosen all the parts you know people were delegated to jobs i think i was like uh assistant for music or something like i'd write lyrics for um things and uh yeah i got to audition it was my first musical theater audition and i sang um from Oklahoma oh what a beautiful morning and uh i got cast as the lead role <laughs> in my first musical ever um i beat out some of the juniors in the class who were not too pleased oh, were they did they get did they like I mean, get mad at you one guy one guy was kind of like i could just tell he there was a little bit of like oh, see you got that you got my part so <laughs> Um, I don't know who you think you are, but yeah. I've been working for 10 years. <laughs> I've been doing this for 10 years in this class <laughs> for 10 years. <laughs> um, yeah. And then just sort of from there and you did it and you kept it going. Yeah. It just kind of kept happening <laughs> throughout <laughs> high school. And I just thought like, you know, maybe there's something to this. Maybe I can actually, uh, do something with this and go to school for this. Mm-hmm. And, um, I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just went to Santa Barbara. Um, I uh, I love this question. What if you go back? What and you open up your Walkman? Uh, what CD is in your Walkman in high school? Uh, in At this time, high we're school. About, yeah. Oh man. Um. Probably Van Halen. Uh, Which one? I had like I think the first Van Halen I had was their their greatest hits or best of volume one, um, because nice. it just had all like the highlights on yeah. it basically. Um, but yeah, I think that was around the time I discovered them. Yeah, I think between like freshman and sophomore year. Yeah, when I started playing right. guitar. You're, yeah, you're into hair metal, aren't you? <laughs> Love that hair metal. Uh, Steel oh. Panther. Steel Panther. Fan of Steel Panther. Big fan right? of Steel Panther. Oh, okay. I remember you talking to RJ Mitty all about that. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I found something he was interested in. Kept <laughs> it going. No, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know, Trevor and I attended the AMC after party. Yep, totally because we were supposed to. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We were welcomed guests. That's right. <clears throat> Absolutely. We won't talk about that further. (laughs) Feel free to hit me up on Twitter for those stories. We'll talk about it in private. Uh, (laughs) It never happened. So, but it did. But it did. And it was awesome. Instagram says so. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Uh, the look on that security guard's face when we walked out of the exit. (laughs) 
What? Remember? Remember when we left? No. When we left? I no. remember. Oh, man. I remember looking. Was over. it the guy that I walked up to and I was like, hey, Mike. And he was not Mike. I th- Maybe. It was the guy who kept had kept his eye on us the whole time ah. we were standing out front. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, these two guys here, they say they're waiting for somebody, but I don't know. <laughs> and then as soon as we walked out, I remember him just like catching eyes with me for just a second. I was just like, <laughs> 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 slowly connected and immediately yeah, uh, detached. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> good times. Uh, good times. Uh, so what are you working on now, man? I mean, uh, Last I saw you in was Max Factor Factor, right? Yes, the Max Factor Factor. Max Factor Factor. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And have you worked on anything since? Um, since then, um, theater-wise, trying to think. Oh, I did a couple readings. Um, I Ooh. did a reading for a new musical uh, called uh, The Most Stupendous Slumber Party Ever, uh, <laughs> written by Savannah Dooley. Um, who is the daughter of the actor Paul Dooley and Winnie Holtzman, who wrote the book for Wicked, the musical. Um, and it was being produced by uh, this guy, Richard Kraft, who is a um, uh, composing agent. He, he represents mm-hmm. people, composers. Um, and one of the people he represents is... Um, guy that does all of the disney songs i can't remember alan mankin alan mankin there you go yes so he reps good pull andrew yeah, all right nice. <laughs> <laughs> i only know that name because of newsies uh okay i i love newsies mm-hmm. and it was my dream to play jack kelly on broadway uh-huh. and uh i'm trying to remember i think it was when we were when we were in college that was when they announced that newsies because i knew it was it was when it was in the age when everything was being remade, you know, and and like all the remakes were happening, all the reboots, and I knew it was coming. I knew that new season because it started as a film. Okay. I knew that it was coming, that it was going to be ad- adapted for stage, and I was just like, it's going to be my big break. <laughs> and then we were in college, and like I had completely like forgot about that dream role, uh-huh. and then I was just like, well, that's probably not going to happen <laughs> anymore. And I went and saw it, and I actually didn't like the guy who was playing Jack Kelly. Yeah. Okay. So, but, you know, maybe I have a few more years of fresh face that that's I could right. get away with it, but that's for anybody listening out there, casting a production <laughs> a of regional Newsies. production of Newsies. Yeah. Or a tour. dream role. Yeah. Santa Fe. <laughs> Santa, the but anyway. Santa Fe Community Arts presents. <laughs> so, uh, so that's my, that's how I know Alan Mankin and uh, <laughs> you got, we got lucky here. Yeah. Right? One pull. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so he, he wrote the book for this musical, or you? What, Alan what was his connection to the most stupendous sleepover ever? Um, we basically used all his songs. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because his yeah his agent basically was like, "We're gonna make this. I want to make this for him, and just sort of, um, just make something out of all of this material that he has. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, they've been in movies before and stuff, but so it's a review. In a way, yeah. Um, it was the story was. Uh, this girl is turning 12, I believe, uh, 12 or 13, and she has all of her friends over, or her, her one best friend, and the popular girls come over, and um, turns out the best friend wasn't originally invited because she's embarrassing. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I played Speck, who ended up being, or Paul Specter, <laughs> who ended up being uh, the love interest to the main girl. And, um, 
Does he like sneak over and sneak into the window? Well, yeah, it's uh, Speck and <laughs> and the the good looking jock kid that's their their best friends. Whatever. Did you wear a Letterman jacket? I did not because oh. I was the dweeb. So, <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. I wore a funny hat and uh, my hair was all crazy, <laughs> uh, and I wore a flannel. That's awesome. I was oversized. Um, but yeah, that was like a four day project or something. It was like uh, three days of rehearsal, rehear- a run through before, and then we did the reading. Yeah, and it was just four days. Boom, done. Um, those are so nice and I'm sure that like really interesting people come to see that in terms of like getting your pretty face out there. Um, for this one, this one was more of a friends and family type thing. So it was, it was just sort of like a, let's test the waters just see how, what kind of response it gets. Well, never mind then. (laughs) Yeah. But they did say that the next iteration would be to actually, you know, do some rewrites and then present it for Alan Menken. And just say, like, do we have your blessing to make this into a show? Oh, I dropped my phone. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And then, um, other than that, uh, there was another musical I did a reading for um, called Bagels. It's, <laughs> it's about uh, this family who invented the first automated bagel making machine. Which is a true story. And it's here a, I thought it was manual. Exactly. This point. <laughs> I, it was up until the bagel maker. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we're actually recording demos for that this week. So I have some music to learn. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Yeah. And you got cast as Frank Abagnale Jr. <laughs> yeah. in Catch Me If You Can, the musical. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Playing at the Simi Valley uh, Cultural Arts Center. I look forward to seeing that. Thank you. I'll be coming out for that. Excellent. Yes. It'll when be, is it? Uh, we start rehearsals January 12th, and shows start February 28th and run through April 5th. Beautiful. Weekends. Beautiful. So, yeah. That's right when I'll be filming my film, Highway to Havasu. Highway to Havasu, But uh, Just I'm in sure case you I'm need sure to <laughs> Hey, I'm going to pitch that to the director. No problem. No problem. <laughs> um, but I'm sure I'll be able to find a, a night where we're not filming, and I'll oh, come and see it, man. Good. Yeah. Um, I do want to back up a bit, though, because, and it might be a little sore of a subject, but All right. Heather's. Yes. The musical. Is that sore? <laughs> it's a little sore. <laughs> <laughs> come on. All open right. up. Okay. No, no. Um that was uh, an incredible thing to see you in. I mean, t- talk about the for the listeners what uh, what that was all about. Well, um, yeah, I was cast in the uh, original workshop production for Heather's the Musical, mm-hmm. um, which eventually eventually went to off Broadway. Yeah, big and like got huge rave reviews. Huge reviews. Their cast album is like gigantic. Yeah, <laughs> um, like crazy good reviews on that, and. Um, yeah, I just happened to, uh, well, I had met a casting director, Suzanne Goddard Smythe, um, and sort of kept in touch with her while I was at Chapman. Um, she brought me in to read for a couple things and, uh, she came to my, uh, showcase. I invited her to the showcase. Hey. She, yeah, she came to see it. Well, so like, hey, oh. this is the fruits of, of the showcase. Then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Nice. And, uh, look at that, proving, proving me wrong about it being, uh, not useful or anything. Like that. <laughs> well, I knew her already, so I don't know, you know. Um, so, 
she then called you in to read for Heather's? Well, it it was during the summer, and <clears throat> I had emailed her just, you know, thanking her for coming, all this stuff, and uh, I waited a couple months and then just sent her an email randomly, like, hey, you know, just checking in, seeing if you have anything going on right now, and like the next day she emailed me back saying, we're working on a musical project, do you sing? Yes, I sing. I sent her a video of me singing. And she's like, great, we're doing auditions. Come tomorrow or the next day or something like that. And Or it was like, come on a Friday uh, at, at 1230. That's your audition slot. Okay. Of course, that same day, I had already booked a just like a, a background thing on a SAG web series. It was going to be the one voucher I needed to, or, you know, to become SAG eligible. And I, it turns out it was shooting from 7 a.m., to noon <laughs> in the valley so i was like oh boy this is gonna be kind of <laughs> close <laughs> so god i was probably up till like 1 30 or 2 o'clock in the morning just getting audition stuff together because it was that quick of a turnaround yeah um so i got the songs i wanted um after like freaking out what am i gonna sing and <laughs> um, <laughs> decided to go with uh i sang being alive from company and i sang um uh, Vienna by Billy Joel, just for a little contrast. And, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I, I did the web series thing. It was like, I gotta go, bye! And took off, drove all the way to Hollywood, got there with plenty of time. And I didn't know, I didn't know who I was going to be auditioning for. Um, I just went in the room, like, okay, here we go. And I sang my two songs. They were like, oh wow, this is great. Wow, wow. Introduced myself to everybody there. And, um, once again, had no idea who I was auditioning for. <laughs> um, and then afterwards, they were like, hey, you know what? The guy playing piano, he's just like, hey, you know what? Why don't we, why don't we teach you this song? Uh, one of the songs from the show, they taught me like maybe about a minute of it. I just kind of recorded it as he sang it and then went outside for like five minutes and learned it. Um, it was called Blue. You make my balls so blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, and came back in and did that and uh seemed to go really well and walked out. Suzanne walked me out and she was like, Trevor, that's so great, blah, 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 blah. I want to know, I want to tell you who you were just auditioned for. And uh <laughs> she's like, well, the guy playing piano was Lawrence O'Keefe. He wrote <laughs> Legally Blonde, the musical, and Bat Boy, the musical, and he wrote the music for this show. And I'm like... <laughs> and Andy Fickman, the director, who's done all these Disney things and all this stuff and all these, and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> holy shit. And I didn't know any of these people going in. I was just like, hi, I'm going to sing for you. Isn't ignor ignorance bliss? Oh, so it was. Oh, it would have been a nightmare if I knew that going in. They were probably like, finally, somebody who doesn't care about who we are. <laughs> finally. God, somebody won't ask me about she's the man. Like, <laughs> um. Yeah, so um, I ended up getting an email from her saying, you know, everybody loved your audition. They thought you were so good. Unfortunately, the role that you would have gone for is cast. It was, you know, just like a, a uh, like an ensemble role, but it's already been cast. I mean, if anything should happen at all, if anything should happen, you are next. They want you if anything happens. So I'm like, okay, thanks anyway. Um and then something happened. Yeah, apparently something <laughs> happened. I was uh, at, I was in Laughlin with my dad and a bunch of uh, 
his friends and like my uncle. We were just the guys tripped Laughlin. And, uh, <laughs> I hadn't been checking my email because there was no internet and it was really terrible service. And finally I get a phone call at breakfast and I'm like, hello. It's like, Trevor, you don't check your email, do you? I'm like, who's this? Suzanne. Oh, hi. <laughs> like, um, I just wanted to let you know, uh, you're in. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was freaking out at breakfast. <laughs> like, oh my God. And, uh, yeah, just right after that, I just started getting all the emails and everything and I was in Heather's. Yeah. Yeah. And then you did it. And then when they got the okay, the, or the, when they got greenlit to go to off Broadway, they had another round of auditions, right? They did. Yeah. And it so, was... and that, that, like, I, they like really must have, it was, it was like a grinding process to really make I, sure they had yeah. the right cast. And... No, I'm sure. And, you know, yes, we all had to re-audition. A lot of people, like, it was a no-brainer. They were going with the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told basically to prepare things for every character, every male character. JD, the lead, um, uh, some of the dads, um, the two football players, like all this stuff. And I went in and I sang probably like three or four songs. I did like three or four different scenes. I did a ton of different things. And, you know, I really just left it all in there. And, you know. But, it's really good? No. Yeah. I'm was, glad you feel hey, that way. And... Yeah. And um, I got great feedback. But at the end of the day, I didn't get chosen to go. And I, at first, for like the first couple weeks, or I was like... God damn it. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's it must be so hard to not be like bitter about that and I like mean, oh it's so close. I mean, yeah, of course, cuz I mean like I've gone on this journey with them and like yeah. getting the show up on its feet for the first time and all this and um but at the end of the day, I can't, you know, through self-realization. <laughs> I realized, you know, realistically I cannot understudy for anybody in this show. Like, looks-wise, voice-wise, it just wouldn't quite work. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows if that was the reasoning, but in my head, that's how I've justified it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I have no resentments against anybody or anything like that. Um, I still am friends with, you know, a lot of the people. Um, and, yeah, we still talk and stuff. So. Did you happen to make it to New York and see the... Production. No, I didn't get a chance to. Mm. No, because I started doing my show, Max Factor Factor, ah. and I didn't get to. But as soon as Max Factor ended, I was I wanted to go, but then the show was pulled. Mm-hmm. They they cut the show a month early, so I didn't get to see it. Mm. Yeah. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Oh well. <laughs> life, life goes on. That's right. Yeah. Um, what time are we at? Let's see. Oh well. Goes by so fast. Yeah, we're gonna have forty-five minutes. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, it's just you're just so easy to talk to. <laughs> I feel like I could really just have a conversation with you. You know. Well, that's that's why I'm doing this uh, like to it. develop those conversational skills. You know. It it is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so, anything else? What are you talking to me? Ask me a question. <laughs> 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 um, I'm just playing with an octopus. <laughs> I think it'll be funny. I'll probably cut it out later, but just like, what if it's like, 
you know, I'm practicing my conversation skills. Yeah. <clears throat> oh god my nose <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah good one listen for the quietest sound in the room All right. <laughs> um i guess one question i had for you here is um stage versus screen mm-hmm. you seem to prefer the stage more than the screen, or what you got going on clearly is designed more for stage than screen in terms of just like, it seems like you're working constantly on stage, you know? Um, that, and I guess you can talk about your, whether or not your preference or, you know what I mean? Like, I'd say it's more circumstantial. It's just sort of <clears throat> what I've been getting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people say, oh, are you a stage actor or a screen actor? I'm like, I'm an actor and I would gladly take anything. <laughs> oh yeah, we take, we take whatever we can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a lot of the projects I've been getting recently have been stage. And I love doing theater. I mean, I, it's scary as hell, but it's awesome at the same time. Every night's going to be different. Um, every performance is going to be different. You don't get breaks. You just got to go for it the whole two hours or whatever it is. Um, but truly where I want to be is on the screen. That's really where I want to be. Yeah. If I had to choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear you. And also like, I mean, nowadays people on Broadway are, are simply film and TV actors that just yeah. happen to be doing a play. Uh-huh. No, I know. So, Which that is, seems to be the way in. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Get, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think we can start to wrap it up. I mean, I completely forgot the first question that I always start my the, the episode off with, which uh. is, is there anything I can help you out with today? I sound like I'm drunk. Don't I? <laughs> is there anything I can help you with today? Hey, Trevor, let me tell you something about you that you don't know. What is it? Okay. Okay. I'm going to tell... How can I help you today? How can you help is there, me? Is there anything I can help you with today? I just... I just think you're so brave. And you're so... Did you ever know I love Beth Miller. She's like the mom... She's like a grandma that you'd have, except not as old. And, like, she's famous. Timeless. Timeless. Hashtag like, timeless. Like a beautiful emerald. that's right so seriously is there anything i can help you with today i don't know Um, is there anything on your mind that you'd like need a sounding board for um, is there like something bothering you uh well there's one thing is there a thing sticking in your craw i love that phrase a a weird phrase a little bit in my craw sticks in my craw well you know Ah! i feel like Uh, i'm a bird it's in my craw it's in my (laughs) Ah! Ah, my craw my craw my (laughs) craw Um, well, I've been, I, I have a commercial agent now. A That's com- right. Commercial, Congratulations. Thank you. Commercial Represented and print. commercially. That is right. And printedly. And printedly. Yes. <laughs> Digitally. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's been a little over a month, I'd say. And I have not been on one audition for them. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of a frustrating thing, but at the same time, 
I get it. Like, I am new. Mm-hmm. They are a new agency, but with sort of veteran people that started it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see how it would be slow to start, especially for me, because I haven't been in circulation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it would take a number of times for casting people to sort of start seeing my face and be like, uh, I've seen this kid a few times. All right, we'll bring him in. Mm-hmm. So... Well, you know, it's an interesting conversation that I've actually been having a lot with some of my classmates and stuff. And it's like the relationship between actor and representation is so interesting. I mean, it 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 is like they you're you're not their only player. You know what I mean? And you're like, put me in, coach. Yeah, <laughs> but. It, and it's like sometimes that's a sign of they just don't care about you, and sometimes it's a sign of that you know they're 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 kind of constructing in their on their side how they're going to start packaging you and stuff, and they uh-huh. you just don't know about it, yeah. and you never know what's going through their head. You know what I mean? And I mean like it's I think it's great to talk to them and be in constant communication, yeah. and the, and a great way to to prove whether or not. Um, it's it's the good thing. It's the good side of it. It's the like, oh, they're just kind of building me up in their mind. Yeah. Um, a good way to test that is just like by emailing them stuff, like just keeping them posted and to see how they respond to your updates. Mm-hmm. Um, and not bothering them too much, but just being like, hey, I'm going in for new headshots. What looks do you think I need? And like see how quickly they respond and with what info. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And so like stuff like that kind of gives you clues as to what how you stand in their mind. For instance, I love my agents because they're always responding to me within like an hour hmm. of my contacting them and with full answers. And, you know, I, I, I and I work really hard for them and, and they're working hard for me. And it's this kind of two way street, especially in the beginning. I meet so many actors that are like, my agent won't do anything for me. And I'm like, OK, when was the last time you talked to them? And they're like three months ago. <laughs> and it's like, well, if you're not going to like reach out to them, they're not going to reach out to you. And so like. Yeah. In the beginning, there it's there's it's a whole lot of um, you know they're picking up all these player cards and trading cards and dropping cards and like mm-hmm. if you want your kind of if you want your card to be <laughs> in their hand, you know you kind of need to be like put hey, it there. Hey, I'm over here. Yeah. Or like hey, I care about my career. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, all the connections I keep. You know, when I make new connections, I update my agent, and you know they're just like it's proof to them that that I'm. I'm dedicated to my career, and so, yeah. you know, they appreciate that. And, I mean, I love my agents, and so it's a really good relationship we have. So That's good. You know, I mean, I think within a month, that's a little early. No, definitely. But, and, I know. mean, I, had, I haven't been silent. Like, I called them. Um, I called about, I'd say just before the holidays, mm-hmm. just to get, like, a, you know, just like, hey, how you doing? And it was funny, like... As I was calling, I started to get a little nervous. Like, I always get nervous when I'm I'm calling. You know, <laughs> I really do. Like, it's a bad thing. Like, something I really need to work on. But um, <laughs> it is, like, when I'm calling people out there <laughs> in the world. In the world. Yes. Um, my bubble. Yeah. And uh, I realized as the phone was ringing, I'm like, I'm already with them. I'm, I'm, they're my agent. I can like, <laughs> I can talk to them like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I basically just said, you know, I just wanted to check in and just see, is there anything you want me doing on my end? Do you want me like reaching out to casting people? Um, are there workshops you want me doing? 
Um, do you want me to start sending out my resume with your letterhead on it? Like stuff like that. And for some of the things he was pretty responsive. I mean, he was like, you know, I don't think it's necessary for you to reach out on yourself necessarily. Um, I'll give you some workshops you can attend, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was a little interesting. I mean, I would think it can't hurt. Yeah. So I've sort of been building a list anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. just going to be sending out little emails here and there. Just, hey, I'm with this agency. I want to introduce myself. If you have any workshops, I'd love to attend. Thank you. Um, or a meeting, whatever. I'd love to meet with you. Yeah. Most likely, I'll get nothing back, but they'll see my face. So, hey, 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 my face. Here's my face. That's right. Um, yeah, and I mean, now it's been the holidays and stuff, so I haven't been expecting anything. Yeah. Yeah. This sucks. Mm -hmm. About the holidays and the month of June. Ah, It's just dead. Just dead. Then at the same time, I got. You know, what I had a call back today for an audition uh, for a commercial, and uh, I found it myself. <laughs> there you go, yeah. yeah. No, I found the feature film. Highway to Havasu. Highway to Havasu, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I found that on my own, too. Uh, but, I mean, they were great because they, even though I found them on my own, they went through my agent, mm-hmm. like, in terms of um, auditions and stuff, like the callbacks and whatnot, they, mm-hmm. they went through my agent. Mm-hmm. And uh, my agent was great about handling that, That's and so awesome. it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Well, it, it is a little early, but I hope it all works out. And the yeah, me too. I mean, do they have any com- uh, theatrical? Uh, not at the moment. Okay, no, no, they don't. They were with DDO agency. DDO, uh, DDO. I think it's like backstage DDO or something or like that. Do I? I don't know. <laughs> do 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 do. Um, yeah, and they were basically like the heads of their department decided. Well, we can't go any higher here, so <laughs> we'll start our own place. Nice, well, yeah. Well. So everybody's just playing the game, exactly. And they want to make a name for themselves, and so do I. So <laughs> <laughs> might as well put that together. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here. I mean, do you have any final questions for me? Anything I can help you with today? Um, I'm, now I'm sounding like a, a bored DMV <laughs> counter person. <laughs> Take a number. Sir, can you please uh, come forward? Is this your date of birth? Um, yes. That is my day of birth. That okay. is, yes. Fingerprint? Fing- I Go have, ahead and put your finger right there. I have no money. I'm sorry. Get out of here. <laughs> Do I get license? Ain't paying no taxes. I get license now. I drove they here on tractors. Now driver's license drive you in, in Mother Russia. Oh, wonderful! In Siberia, there are no roads. No roads. Just Actually, there ice. are roads. Do you oh. know what there are? What? Have, okay. Have you heard of the long way round or mm. the long way down? No. Okay. I highly recommend this to everyone. It should still be on Netflix. You and McGregor and a friend of his. What they did is they took motorcycles. And so the first one is the long way round. They rode from London to New York east. So across Asia, across Mongolia, Ukraine, Russia, Siberia, they had just because there's no roads, they had to fly over to Alaska huh. and then all the way across the U.S. to New York. Wow. And documented the whole thing. Jeez. Incredible. Huh. Incredible stuff. And in, and then they did a season two of the long way down. They went from, uh, the top of Scotland. Okay. To South Africa. 
Wow. Yeah. So they rode all the way through Europe, down to, or through France, um, then across to Libya and, oh my God. I think they might have bypassed Libya, but they, they went all the way through <laughs> Africa and it, it's incredible. <laughs> wow. The way they do it. And I really hope I get to run into you and McGregor one day real soon and, <laughs> and talk to him all about it. <laughs> oh my God. Cause it's so amazing. That's so cool. Um, he, you know what he does? He goes to, in Tunisia where they filmed the original Star Wars. Uh huh. Um, you know, the like Tatooine. Yeah, that's yeah. in Tunisia, and uh, he goes there to the site where it's still intact, and <laughs> he stands next to a poster of him, and nobody says nobody anything. Said nobody like <laughs> notices. Well, because he's all like dirty from like oh motorcycle riding and stuff, you oh. know. You wouldn't expect to see him there, and it's <laughs> yeah. just like wow. <laughs> he just stands next to his poster, is just like like posing, and no one notices. Is going to notice me, <laughs> <laughs> but he's not like that. He's not going to be like notice me. Yeah. Uh, but wow. it's really incredible. But anyway, um, in Siberia, there's the Road of Bones, which, like, back when, in, during, like, the dark days of the Soviet Union, uh, prisoners were sent to Siberia to build this road, and if you, like, if you, like, not, if you got, like, hurt or injured, you just basically were buried in the road. Wow. So it's, like, actual bones are in the road. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. It's intense. It's dark. <laughs> yeah. But it's beautiful out there. Oh. Yes, very, very secluded. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> very nice. Nuclear testing. Just, <laughs> just be careful if you ride your motorcycle out there, because you will run into problems. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> the tree is winking at me. <laughs> no, it's more like a river just broke oh. the part of the road. <laughs> and so, in order to continue on the road, you have to cross a river. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'll leave. I'll leave you guys with that. Yeah, um, right. check it out on Netflix. And uh, I guess if you got nothing else, Trevor, we do have a we have a sign off. Oh, oh well, uh, can I, can I uh, plug my my social media? I keep forgetting. Thank <laughs> you for reminding me. Yeah, what's your handles and your pages and whatnot? My handle. All right. Well, you can visit my website www.trevorshore.com. T r e v o r s h o r, no e. dot com. Um, and my Twitter is at Trevor Shore. My Instagram is Trevor Shore. Uh, <laughs> you can find my Facebook page. It should be Trevor Shore. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's good with that. Great. And then come see Catch Me If You Can in a couple months. Yeah. And, uh, I'd like to remind everyone to just follow me on, uh, Twitter at Andrew Fromer and at Sidekickback. Don't. <laughs> This is my show. I could just cut that out. It could. You know that, right? It could. But I'm not going to for posterity's sake. All right. You know? Because I'm cool like that. Thanks, man. (laughs) Um, So I'm at Andrew Fromer, at Sidekick Back, and Andrew Fromer, uh, you know, dot com. Uh, Not too many Andrew Fromers floating around, so it doesn't get too confusing. One M in Fromer. That's right. (laughs) Not like the guidebook. Uh, and with that, I, I guess our sign off has become, uh, you just, you just go, um, you go sidekick back radio. Watcha! And you do like a little karate chop. Okay. But feel free to make it your own. Have fun with it. Uh, can I do it maybe in the style of Highway to Havasu? If you want, sure. All I didn't right. know we had a style yet, but. Oh, you're talking about the theme song My that I'm gonna pitch? Song. Yeah. All right. You can will I hear pitch. it one more time? Wait, yeah. I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta lean into the mic and then do you it. gotta do it. Alright. So, you're referring to, uh, the theme song for Highway to Havasu? <laughs> Yeah. So you're going to sign us off of Sidekick Back with something like that? Something like that in that vein. Yeah. And it, say it one more time. Sidekick Back. Hiya. Yeah, I do like a wucha with a W. Like, okay. But 
Make it your own. Sidekick Bag Radio! Whatcha? Yeah.